welcome back. Welcome back for another week of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Impact. 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 Sorry, guys. We were having a dance party. We all really like the song that we <laughs> we have as our intro. So um, I'll pull it together. Welcome back to another week of the Weekly Impact Podcast. It's always good to have you guys back with us. Uh, today, I am joined by Daniel Yelverton and Michael Miller. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm struggling through school right now, but I'm all right. Yeah. I'm doing good. I just had a dance party here, so it was a lot <laughs> yeah. of fun. Yeah. Enjoy the music that we always have for our intro. Nice Tuesday morning dance party. Yeah. Uh, keeps I did fresh. a robot. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, today uh, is Tuesday, September 11th. We are on 2 Corinthians 5. We've now moved into 2 Corinthians. Um, so you guys want to give a context, a little bit of a background on the difference in 2nd and 1st since we're now in 2nd. Uh, one thing that we talked about when we were doing First Corinthians, I think Michael talked about it, was that we have missing letters that Paul right. wrote to the Corinthians. So this is, I think, the fourth letter. Right. This this one would be the scholars call Corinthians D. Yeah. And First Corinthians would be Corinthians B. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, and I just totally step right over Daniel, but I love you, brother. <laughs> That's all right. Now that that keep in mind, this one was written much later than what we would call First Corinthians. So hopefully. Folks have maybe matured just a tiny itty bitty a bit because First Corinthians they had to tackle some really basic level difficult stuff. Yeah, and so um, this this one's more hopeful. Mm-hmm. And the, the interesting thing is that you see some similarities in the letter. So you see they definitely matured in some ways, but there were still some similar right. struggles that Paul was addressing. But maybe he was shifting the way he was addressing it into maybe a more mature believer, saying you're still struggling with this, but you've made strides. So. Here's how I want you to look at this, especially when it comes to the teachers, the different teachers that the Corinthians would follow. It's kind of like the pastors that we follow today. They would get really enamored with who they followed. And so Paul is then reiterating this, and we'll see this in chapter 5, that it's not about who the ministry that you follow. It's the ministry of reconciliation as a whole that we get from God. Yeah. So uh, I don't. If you said it, I'm sorry, I missed it. Do you? Is there any idea how long it is between First Corinthians and Second Corinthians? You know, I should have brought my big seminary textbook with me, <laughs> and I could have answered that question wonderfully. But I, I don't remember. Yeah, but at least a few years, something like that. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah. they have been able to mature. Um, yes. Talking about the pastors we follow, man. I just was thinking about that thing that we got sent the other day. What was it? The pastors fantasy draft or yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a fantasy football draft for pastors. I did <laughs> see that. Awesome. From yeah. John Christ. Yeah. yeah. It was so funny. I know. It was all just the way they were drafting the pastors and for the different things that they bring and contributions. And it was lighthearted. And, and the last, the hybrid one. With the, people, you have to just Google it. This is a fantastic video to check out. Yeah. They have to combine the pastors into one player, yeah. like all their different things. I'll take yeah. the I'll take the stage presence of TD Jakes and like combine with the Twitter followers of somebody else. And, yeah. and, the, and the books from Joel Olstein. Yeah. yeah. The book Money. Yeah. <laughs> He's the Tom Brady of... He's the Tom Brady of pastors. All right, guys. Anyway, we are, like I said, we're in 2 Corinthians 5. So from the Dwell app today, if you don't have it, go out and download it now. 2 Corinthians 5. For we know that if the tent that is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens, For in this tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling. If indeed, by putting it on, we may not be found naked. 
For while we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. So we are always of good courage. We know that while we are at home in the body, we are away from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Yes, we are of good courage. And we would rather be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So whether we are at home or away, we make it our aim to please Him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, so that each one may receive what is due for what he has done in the body, whether good or evil. Therefore, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade others. But what we are is known to God, and I hope it is known also to your conscience. We are not commending ourselves to you again, but giving you cause to boast about us, so that you may be able to answer those who boast about outward appearance and not about what is in the heart. For if we are beside ourselves, it is for God. If we are in our right mind, it is for you. For the love of Christ controls us, because we have concluded this, that one has died for all. Therefore, all have died, and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sake died and was raised. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. All right. And that is uh, 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, observations on that, guys. 
Uh, I think one of the things that we were talking about as we were listening to it is all of the therefores yeah. that are in the, mm-hmm. the chapter. It seems like Paul is continuing to take his thought one step further. Uh, you know, we, they always say when you're studying the scriptures that whenever you see a therefore, you always have to find out what it's there for. So anyway, so when we're seeing this, I think we can look at back and see all of the kind of the, the thought pattern of where Paul is going here and continuing kind of what we, the conversation that we talked about on Sunday morning, this is all connected. I think it was great for us to be up on stage Sunday morning uh, to do the Weekly Impact podcast live. Uh, so for all you listeners that maybe don't go to Elevation Community Church, uh, check out uh, the Weekly Impact podcast live that we did Sunday morning where we're on stage. It's it's nice now being in a kind of dark room because I woke up this morning and didn't have time to do my hair, so I have serious <laughs> bedhead right now. So sorry to Michael and Brent for my appearance. And you can find that on our YouTube channel. Uh, just go on YouTube and search ECC Blan, and that'll pull up our channel, and then you can go watch that there just yeah. so they know where to find it. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun doing that, and we like to do that from time to time uh, just to put it out there for kind of what we do here in the podcast, put it out there for everyone to see. But we were connecting the dots. We were connecting the dots from Second Corinthians chapter 1 all the way through chapter 4 about uh, what Paul is talking about, like hardships and how, like how to deal with it. And I think Paul is kind of continuing the thought here and kind of, almost finishing it. He's almost getting close to just kind of saying, all right, this is what it's all about. This is what we're all pointing to. This is why we do what we do. This is why sometimes we look crazy. This is why sometimes we look sane. You know, this is why we act this way towards people because we are compelled by love. We are compelled by love. And, And I think so a lot of it kind of, the beginning, I know Paul's kind of giving us hope in this chapter, talking about, you know, that, our earthly tent is being destroyed, and by tent, he's just meaning like our mortal body, not like our actual camping tent is being destroyed, because I know that would <laughs> bum a lot of people out, be like, oh my goodness, my tent's being destroyed. But it's really more about our body, our mortal body is being destroyed, but we are being renewed. Uh, we find that we're going from glory to glory. We see that, I think, in chapter 3. And so uh, so now he's finishing this up with, okay, um, we know now what our role is, you know, what, how, why we endure, why we forgive, why we, um, why we love others, that we're compelled by this and that God is actually using us as a billboard. He is using us at a, as a billboard for all of humanity that says, hey, come back to God. God, I love the, the verbiage here that God is making his appeal to humanity through us, mm-hmm. his appeal to the world saying, guys, I want you to know how much I love you. World, I want you to know how much I love you by the way you see my love through the people that follow me and Mm -hmm. the people that have received the reconciliation from me, which to me then says, okay, how am I fulfilling that role? So that's like the first question that I ask when I see this. And I know we've just gone from like, (laughs) hey, like 300 and, you know, or 35,000 feet all the way down to like ground level. And so, um, yeah. Michael, how did how did you? Uh... <laughs> well, so, something that I that I noticed when you were talking about how um, you were mentioning that this kind of comes right through Sunday's you know message podcast thingy, right? And 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 this is just the next step. And, we, and you were talking about all the therefores. Well, when you did that, I made me look back because <laughs> chapter one starts with the word for. Mm-hmm. So so when he says for, we know that at the tent. Uh, is our earthly home? It's destroyed. 
what is he talking about? What's the last thing he says that doesn't have a therefore? So if you look back in, in chapter uh, four, there's several other fours, right? <laughs> but I think if you, if, you, if you get back up, he says in verse 16 of the previous chapter, um, though our outer self is wasting away, our inner self is being renewed day by day. So that's awesome. Yeah. Because this flesh, this tent that he's talking about, mm -hmm. yes, we're wasting away. Yes, we have pain. Yes, we have struggle. Yes, it's difficult. But that inner part of us, which is the Holy Spirit in us, we're not alone, guys. Mm -hmm. And and so we, we can continue to work through this flesh, work through this tent, uh, and, and we can make it happen because the Holy Spirit is there with us. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think this, this chapter really starts with a lot of encouragement because something that I see is though it's tough, you know, God is there for us and we also have something in the future to look forward to. Because mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know about you, Daniel, but, but I, I feel a lot of hope in that. And I feel like I know where my security lies. I know who owns me. Mm -hmm. And I know that no matter what happens, mm -hmm. and you know, no matter what happens to, to me with my finances, no matter what happens to me with my health, I know at the end of the day, I'm going to meet my maker and it's going to be a good thing. Mm -hmm. I love it. It says that in verse four, it talks about that. So that is more, uh, so the, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Yes. I think that's just so amazing you know and i think that gives us so much courage and so much uh hope uh, and and i think that also when we have that perspective that whatever is mortal whatever is broken whatever is kind of fading is going to be swallowed up by life mm -hmm. uh, i think that gives us then a new perspective when it comes to just everything that we experience and that's what paul i think is really trying to encourage the believers here that despite all of your troubles, despite the hurt that people have caused you, despite that, you know, you know, this person betrayed you or you mm -hmm. felt like this was your this was going to collapse. You know, we have hope that all of that is going to be swallowed up by life. And and so I think then it said and I love the way that he says this in verse 16 for now on, therefore, another therefore, right? Mm -hmm. We regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh. We no, uh, we regard him thus no longer. Hmm. And I, I think that's really interesting because it's what Paul is saying there is there's a perspective shift that we no longer look at people according to the flesh. We no longer look at people according to, okay, you hurt me, these are my actions, I'm going to get you back, or this world's so messed up, it's all just going to hell in a handbasket, whatever it is. Right. And we now regard things, people, and Christ the same way. We see what Christ has done in the resurrection, and we see that he's bringing dead things to life constantly. We are being renewed daily. We know yes. that we are going to be swallowed up by life. Everything that's happening to us is going to be swallowed up by life. And so now we cannot look at things the way we used to. We cannot look at people just according to the flesh. And I think that that is huge because that means that we cannot allow offenses to remain. You know, we can't allow discouragement to remain uh, or to even just kind of allow bitterness to remain, that we need to allow that to be swallowed up by life, swallowed up by the gospel, and regard people now through the lens of Christ. And then right. that kind of, we bump back up to then say, for the love of Christ controls us. 
You know, he died for all. Therefore, we have all died. And, and I love that. And we and he died for all. This is verse 15. So that those who live may no longer live for themselves, but for him, uh, but for him who uh, for their sake died and was raised. And right. I think it's just, that's amazing. I mean, so we no longer live for ourselves anymore, but we live for him. And then we get a chance to see resurrection power take place not only in our lives, but the lives of the people around us. And I don't know, it just shifts everything. Yeah. Everything changes, you know? Yeah, this this actually reminds me of a, a Tim Tebow video that I, I watched <laughs> recently where he made he made a really good, like, a sports analogy that I think kind of applies here. Um, you know, like, we're all on Team Jesus, you yeah. know, and we have our ups and we have our downs, we have our problems, we have our pain, right? But then we have, like, this... I think he called him a baller <laughs> named Jesus. Nice. Right? That he does fix everything. He's victorious. He does make all things new. Um, and, and I think that's that's the, a great benefit that we have is that we have that baller on our team <laughs> that, that in the end, we are going to have victory. Yeah. So like we were dancing at the beginning with our little podcast intro, you know, we can do our little dance because, you know, knowing that, that Jesus has won it already, mm-hmm. that we are victorious. I, that, again, I love this chapter because it gives me hope. Sure. <laughs> I love uh, 16. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard guard him thus no longer. And I think that ties into what you were talking about a little while ago, where um, for me that just really drives home that we're above reacting to people now we're supposed to be we're above holding something against somebody that they did we are supposed to see them strip their body away strip this world away and regard to them as the spiritual being that they are that when we get to heaven none of that stuff's going to exist anymore we're supposed to see past that stuff and i love too the responsibility that is given to us in that and that is brought home to us how we're supposed to live every day at the end of the chapter in um verse 20 where it says, um, therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. Mm-hmm. That, for me, really clicks. That really drives it home mm-hmm. for me. Sure. The responsibility that we are speaking on his behalf. We are representing him to the world with everything that we do every day. And we should be speaking love and, and forgiveness. You know, and that, remember, that reminds me of something that we, we, we touched on on Sunday. In, in chapter 2, man, this just... Reading this and studying this just penetrated my heart Mm -hmm. in chapter two uh, starting in verse five paul says now if anyone has caused pain he has caused it not to me but in some measure uh, not to put it too severely to all of you for such a one this punishment by the majority is enough so you should rather turn to forgive and comfort him Mm -hmm. or he may be overwhelmed by excessive sorrow so i beg you Reaffirm your love for him. Wow. If we're going to be ambassadors for Christ, if we're going to speak on his behalf to, to people and kind of be that light, that's it. Mm-hmm. We are to love and forgive people. I remember at a church that I went to years ago, someone burnt down the sanctuary. And we just we made a decision to not be vengeful and not be hateful, but to be forgiving. Mm-hmm. 
And believe it or not, we wrote him and he, you know, he got convicted and he wrote, we wrote him in prison and all these kinds of things. We tried to show love to him. And I think that if we're going to be ambassadors for Christ, we should do like what Jesus said, love our enemy, mm-hmm. bless those who persecute us. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I, I agree with you, Brent. I think that being an ambassador for Christ is a big deal and, and it's a responsibility that we have and we have to take that responsibility with love. Yeah. And I think it's it's cool. It says in verse seventeen, "It's therefore, if if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation." And I think that's uh, very comforting uh, for us personally. I think that we can be so defined by our past mistakes, um, we can uh, allow those things to control us. We can be can we can just you know we can think of ourselves as our old. And it says that the old has passed away, and the new has come. Like it's literally the new is present. But I think that also is a way that we interact with other people, too. I think we need to interact with uh, with people as is if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Mm-hmm. And I, that, that really means that we have to internalize that and believe that and really let some of the things that people have done to us go. And I know that that hits people at so many different levels because there is some betrayals that people have experienced that run so deep. And, <sighs> yeah. and I'm not excusing yeah. anything that's happening, but... If they are in Christ, and if you are in Christ, new creation is there. It's come. It's not even that it's even going to eventually happen. That it's come. It's present. It's now. And so we need to we need to interact with people with the future in mind because we have this hope. We have this hope that all of this is going to be swallowed up by life. Everything that we've experienced is going to be swallowed up by life. And so. When we live with the future in mind, then we live when we see the future in people, we just interact with people differently. No longer are they defined by their past. No longer are we defined by our past. But instead, we're saying, hey, I see this future in you, brothers. I'm going to treat you as if this future right now is present. Michael, you've done this to me, but that's okay because I know that you are a new creation in Christ. And so I'm going to interact with you with the future in mind. And I think that's where we no longer look at people according to the flesh. We no longer look at people according to the present. We look at people according to the future and what God is doing and the future glory that's coming in them. And and guys, that is a dynamic shift when it comes to how we talk to people on a daily basis, how we mm-hmm. interact with our family, our loved ones, our kids, our spouses. We have to live with hope in mind. We cannot let the we cannot be overcome by what's going on in the present situation. Instead, we can overcome evil by doing good and by pulling the future into mm-hmm. the present. Yeah. And, I, and I'll throw a disclaimer out there. It may be a, a minor disagreement with Daniel. I love minor disagreements. Yeah. I think there's a difference between forgiving and forgetting. Um, now, like like with his example, is like with if, if Daniel and I had an issue, right, that we have a disagreement or, or if I hurt him, that yes, and, and we're both brothers in Christ, Yes, forgive, forget, move on, trust who they are in Christ, and that, that the Holy Spirit is going to work with them, and that's good. Now, let's say something terrible happens. I mean, someone murders someone in your family, or, or you have been personally, you have been raped. I still believe that forgiveness is in order, so don't hear me the wrong way, but I think we have to understand what forgiveness is. Forgiveness does not necessarily mean trust. You can forgive and trust, but it do, that doesn't have to happen. You, someone, you, you can get it through, because here's something that, that's magical that you all have to hear. Forgiveness is healthy for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Because all you do when you harbor in that hate and that anger for someone, they don't even know that you're hating or being angry with them. Mm-hmm. It's all inside of you. And, and that's really why Jesus is so wise telling us to forgive people. So do that. Forgive people. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you run back to be re-victimized. Mm-hmm. So I just yeah. wanted, that's the disclaimer I wanted to put out there. If someone is dangerous, forgive them. And it might not be an event. It might be a process. But you still can be smart and protect yourself from, from being hurt again. Mm-hmm. I think, and to kind of continue what you said, I think forgiveness is not, is never an event. It's always a process. I think you're always going to have to constantly forgive because that um, regarding people according to the flesh is always going to be something that your mind is going to want to revert back to, mm-hmm. you know, because this is who we've always been. This is how we've always operated, and we're still garnished by this flesh. Right. And so that's always going to come up, and we're always going to have the temptation to regard people according to their actions and regard injustice as, you know, I need to take, you know, mm-hmm. I need to take justice in my own hands when really that's up to the Lord. And so there's a constantly re- renewing that we have to always do with our mind so that we're not going back to looking at people in the old way and looking to people according to the flesh. And so I think forgiveness yeah. is always going to be like that. And I agree with you, Michael. I agree that that forgiveness and trust are not the same thing. That it can So go, we're not fighting? Dang no, it. I know. <laughs> I tried. No fisticuffs. Yeah. <laughs> my disclaimer is... Um, to the listener right now and you know this is not easy just so you know Mm -hmm. this is not easy to learn to view the world this way to learn to view people this way Um, because change is hard change makes you angry at times because you're just like dang it Mm -hmm. I keep slipping back to the you know the way I used to be or whatever or that's something I don't want to do you know um, it is hard. It will be one of the hardest things that you ever do if you're new to this journey yes. and understanding it, but it's worth it. It's the most important thing that you can do. Daniel and I had a great conversation yesterday at lunch, and um, we were talking about how things have to shift in your life when you're on this journey and when you're changing how you relate to people. You're changing the work that you put in with people in your life. And it's because it's worth it, but mm-hmm. it, it is hard. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine being like part, I know this isn't in this scripture, but also I'll go, I'll go quick, but in the Sermon on the Mount, could you imagine listening to one, of, whether it was one long, large sermon or if it was many, I don't, doesn't matter. But could you imagine being a hearer of that when Jesus says, if someone, basically someone strikes you in the face, turn the other cheek. What? If someone, and, and, and <laughs> someone, if, if it's basically the context is if a soldier asks you to march a mile with them, they would come to your door and ask you to march with them. They, and the law was they can only ask you, um, you know, to go a mile. But he, so he's basically saying, take their, their rucksack mm-hmm. and go two miles with them. Yeah. And then you've got to walk two miles back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Could you imagine hearing that? <laughs> you know, the, the way that we're supposed to act, the, the, the loving nature, the forgiving nature that we forgive and we love, and we move on. And yeah. I, I think that's a great analogy. And, and I guess the question we can ask ourselves and ask you guys as the listeners is, what is controlling you? Is it the love of Christ? Or is it the need to feel affirmation from other people? 
or is it the you need the your spouse to love you and so that is controlling the way wow. you interact or is it unforgiveness and bitterness someone has hurt you and that's controlling your relationships right now that's controlling the way you interact with your family and and this is a big deal cuz what is controlling you because honestly that's what we're showing everybody our lives are billboards. God has created it this way. God didn't need to use us as a message of reconciliation, but he is using us as his message, as his message of reconciliation. We are ambassadors. We are calling out. God is making his appeal through us, mm-hmm. which means what is controlling us? What is being written right now on the billboard of our life that says, "Man, that one, that person right there is being controlled by youth sports." That person is being controlled by a love for money. That person is being controlled by debt. That person is being controlled by this. Or that person is being controlled by the love of Christ. And they, I can see that. I can see that they're being controlled by the love of Christ, by the way that they live their life. Because our lives are billboards. So I guess that's a great question for all of us to ask personally. And then for you listeners, what's controlling you? If someone could write a billboard about your life right now, your day today, would they say, oh man, they were controlled by the love of Christ? Wow. Or no, they, they were controlled by road rage, or they were controlled by, you know, not having enough caffeine. I mean, there's some, there's some <laughs> you know, that happens to me, you know, but, uh, or, you know, I get hangry when I don't have any food. But anyways, I think that would be uh, a great question that comes in here when we can look at our own lives is, what can you honestly say when you evaluate yourself? What are you being controlled by? Man. Will you pray us out today, Daniel? Uh, Jesus, thank you so much that that you made it possible for us to know that everything that we experience right now is going to be swallowed up by life. That because you died and because you rose again, that we experience resurrection in our life on a daily basis. And so, God, I just pray we don't regard our lives, or the way we interact with people any more the way we used to. God, change the way we think. Change the way we view ourselves. Help us to view ourselves and others as new creation. Help us to live with the future in mind. And Jesus, may we be marked, and may we just be a billboard of your love by all the people that we interact with. Christ, help help your love to control me. Help your love to control other, uh, all our other listeners. And God, I just, I know that, that people will then see that God is good, that he loves us, and that they will see that he is longing so much for his children to be reconciled to him because we're the billboard. We're the ambassadors. We're the ones in a foreign country that says, man, God has everything you need. Come back to God because of the way we live our lives. And so Jesus, make this possible change us, change our minds, change our hearts. Help us in our unbelief. Help us when we struggle with forgiveness, when we struggle with bitterness, when we struggle with anger. Help us, God, to put away that old self and to put on the new creation that is dictated and that is driven by your great love for us and your great love for others. Change us, Jesus, so that we can be the ones that show that change and love to others. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Do you want to do the outro? No, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> hey, let me just throw throw this out real quick, though. Because that hit me, Daniel. What is controlling you? 
what is informing you. Guys, this week, let's pray about that. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys, that's going to wrap us up today, um, Tuesday, September 11th. Uh, yeah, we. I don't really know what to say about it except for it's a big day, you know, for a lot of people for reasons of uh, historical significance. So um, just go out and love people extra, extra today, okay? Um, and we'll just talk to you guys next week. <laughs>